Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to The Real Housewives of Orange County episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate. This is the time of the week that we dive headfirst into Real Housewives of Orange County. Kate and I's podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms, has a new episode each Wednesday in that podcast. We break down a show from the TLC network past or present. Trust us, there's a lot of shit to cover, but in this episode it is Bravo only. So without further ado, let's dive into the ladies of Orange County. Hi, Kate. No, Kate isn't here. Don't know if you listened to, hopefully you did listen to our shows earlier in the week, guys. Kate is bopping and hopping um, around. She's taking a little bit of a holiday, vacation. So it is just me tonight. Um, As you know, I think like any um, good program that contains troubling content it is just me so here is a warning feel free if my voice and the comments i make really send shivers down your spine feel free to exit stage left i I get it i get it i get it and we will see you next time but if you're going to stay with me we have so much to talk about oh okay so it's it's kate seems to pick the days to when I, you know, when uh, she goes away for, and they always land on the days that I have so much to discuss because guys, this is our, this is obviously our Orange County episode where we discuss our Bravo shows as well. Okay. And I'm just going to get right out of the gate. We're going to get rid of something straight away. And what that is, is Real Housewives of New York, the new season that is on right now. We've discussed it ad nauseum about how I feel. It's terrible. I've been watching it because, you know, Bravo historian, I do the work. 
But I turned on this week's episode and I turned it off halfway through. I can't remember the last time I've ever done that to a housewives and certainly never, never with any of the gals from New York. I cannot see one more thing about, oh, people are loving New York Housewives of New York. It's not true. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong. And if you are somebody that is loving this new season, DM us, email us why I find it hideously boring for me to turn off housewives you know i usually have it running 24 7 24 7 but i mean i i turned it off because it was just it was ridiculous it's this effort in futility it's like trying to make these women act as though they really are friends have history have a dynamic that's funny that's crazy there's gonna be drama it is an absolute snooze fest so i turned it off I don't like calling it Roni Royal Housewives of New York because I think that puts a mark on the name of Roni. So it is, it's just like the real friends of New York, even though they're not really friends. But anyway, I want to get that out of the gate. Not going to be discussing that anymore. I just can't. But I do genuinely want to know if you are a fan of it, please DM us um, our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast, or you can email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Because, you know, equal opportunities. I want to hear all the all the thoughts on that. But that aside, I witnessed something last night and you may have seen my reaction straight away because I, I video, I record video, uh, VCR, I got the camcorder out. I recorded myself and put it on our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. Because I had to articulate my just awe at the episode of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City this week. Let's get into it, guys. I mean, I, it has gone, I mean, everything on Instagram is talking about how this was one of the best episodes of all time. And listen, it is hard for me to talk about um, any other franchise having the greatest you know, episode of all time when I'm such a Roni lover, Lou in the Lou falling in the bush, Ramona and Bethany on the Brooklyn Bridge. I mean, there's so much, but I will tell you, this was an award-winning episode. I could talk about it for hours. I know I I, I can't, I won't, and I shan't. Um, but my God, I've watched it. I'm recording this right now at 8 p.m. on Thursday. It came out yesterday. I've watched it three times. I've watched it three times. It had everything, right? It had everything that we want in a Housewives episode. Mary is... Now, I've been really on the fence of why we had her back because she did say some very racist things the last season she was in towards Jenny, um, which is unacceptable. She didn't turn up for the reunion and you know how that plays with Andy um she is just so vile in so many ways you can't have a conversation with her you can never have a rational conversation with her she will never see anybody else's point of view um it's frustrating to watch but I will say that the way the women are reacting to her now is the only way and the appropriate way she came on this episode first of all not knowing who Monica was, which was great. Um, just being a monster to people. When we had the scene there at Trixie Motel and we had, um, it was Jen, I'm messing up, Angie. Sorry, I always say Jen, Angie. Angie 
and um, Whitney, right? They were sat down in on by the pool having something to eat. Mary went to get something to eat and Angie just completely, just completely very normally said, oh, girl, come in, uh, Mary, co- girl, come and sit over here with us. Mary, don't, don't speak to me like that. I don't, I don't like to be spoken to you like that. Don't say that again. And without missing a beat, Angie was like, okay. I mean, I think that everyone now knows that they can never say anything to Mary without it being going through some weird like um a machine with like very high-pitched xylophones playing or something that it gets twisted and turned into mary's brain she's automatically offended so i think they all just give up now they're like all right whatever um we see her lying in the bed just saying to herself she loves talking to herself about you know how loud how loud um heather is she did some great work she did some great work in this episode and i'm looking forward to seeing her more i really am and i didn't think i'd say that about mary but i am um i mean the whole episode i i've i'm not the only one that's watched it multiple times in 24 hours there are many other people and they were saying as well there's so many things to like pick up on and there is when you watch it like a second or third or fourth time um we obviously have matrix and we tell we have meredith going absolutely cuckoo when she walks out that room and walks past um angie and uh whitney it was great work she's wearing that two-piece um i don't know what a sweatsuit thing and then she goes to complain to mary which is which backfires later but um she is so angry and when we get to the dinner, because we may as well go there. First of all, the whole the whole shopping, it was so bizarre. They all go shopping to buy clothes for each other to wear at the dinner, but they're in these odd they're in these random shops. And Meredith dresses Lisa. Hey baby gorgeous. Um in a little <laughs> in a little sparkles a little sparkle skirt. And it is perplexing to say the least. But you know what? Baby Gorgeous looks so amazing in everything. I love her. I'm obsessed with Lisa So she could wear it. And um, of course, she's she's talking about it nonstop, about how she hates it and how she can't believe she's going out in this. Then the ring, the $60,000 ring, we hear about that. So they're picking clothes, Mary and Monica. And she said, Monica, do you like this? Mary, no. Okay. I mean, everyone is just playing off Mary so well. And then we get to the dinner. Now, guys, I think I've said it. There are many rules for a good housewives ensemble and a great housewives episode. And that is one of them. One of the golden rules is that women need to be screaming at each other over very expensive dinners. And that's what we got and more. So I put on our Instagram that Whitney kept reminding me of somebody in this episode, especially at the dinner table. And it is the guy from Saw when he's like, you want to play a game? And Whitney, whenever a housewife says, do you want to play a game at a dinner table? Out. Exit. It is going to be a bonfire. And it's great work and of course it was so it was called what was it fuzzy and what was it fuzzy and warm and cold and prickly or something like that never heard it but we've we hear bethany always doing rose and thorn we hear that a lot in the housewives hadn't heard this one and it's literally you turn to the person to your right 
and say something nice about them and say something horrible about them. And, you know, with these group, group of women, it is just a match to kerosene plus gas plus TNT. And you just sit back. So, of course, everyone's getting more and more irritated with each other around the table. And Mary did something that was probably the most sensible thing she's ever done is said, I'm not going to do this. And of course, no one even questions her anymore because Mary just does whatever she wants. But she says, I'm not going to do it. And I think it was good because could you imagine her even trying to say something nice? I can imagine her easily saying terrible things about the people to her, right? But not anything nice. So Mary was excluded. Um, the editors also did great work because the game that they played before, we should mention that, was a re- was really ridiculous. It was like, tell us something we don't know. And it was like, I journal and I write poetry and I'm obsessed with birds. And it was right. Monica was like, you're all so boring. I had sex with my brother-in-law for 18 months. I mean, boom, out the gate. Thank you. Woo! But Mary's, it was great. She was like, you know, people think, if you think I'm a socialite, but I'm actually a loner, cue the editors they pick all of these scenes of Mary just constantly on her own and people going, where's Mary? Where's Mary? And her just on her own talking to herself. I mean, it was great. And Heather, espresso martinis. I have actually never had an espresso martini. Um, I love a regular martini. That is my go-to. I like a ice cold, sometimes if there's chips in there, ice chips in there, it's even better, triple shake. Um, But it's a Tito's vodka martini, three olives, if they're blue cheese stuffed, amazing, extra, extra dirty. That's how I like my um, my martinis. That's it. I've never had an espresso one because I think, yeah, they put like Kahlua in it. And that stuff just always makes me like nauseous. And Heather was downing these martinis. And like in the famous words of Dorinda, uh, Dorinda Medley, Real Housewives of New York, and she's known for her martinis. Martinis are like boobs. Two are great, three are too many. And it's true. If I'm on the floor, if I have three martinis, Heather was on her <laughs> was on her fifth. And it's all that like chocolatey and coffee and liqueur or mixed with hard liquor. Oh God, I can feel it in my stomach right now. It is awful. So of course, she's getting more and more drunk. And when Mary said that, she started laughing, which was just great. She wasn't hiding anything. And what was her hat? Can somebody explain to me? She was dressed by Whitney, I believe, in some hideous leather jacket. That's what she got to wear. And she was like, oh, I like this. It's really street. But I don't know what it was. But then she wore this awful bedazzled hat that, correct me if I'm wrong, said cat mum? I don't know. I, I don't know what was going on, but she was turning it to the side. She was giggling. She was laughing at everyone and she was brilliant. So then we start, of course, Whitney um, says, oh, I think, you know, you're going to, uh, Meredith, you're going to say about me the fact that I enjoy, in, invited Angie. And she's like, actually, that's for another day. And then Mary's like, no, you should talk about that. You said she was awful. And just starts bringing out all this stuff. Then Angie goes um, into the Greek word of the day, which is, <laughs> which is fake. I mean, all of this stuff we had in with, within like 10 minutes of watching this dinner. We have someone, Mary, telling um, on another housewife that said something in secrecy about 
about another cast member. Boom, out the gate. We had someone using the word fake at somebody else. Boom, we had drunkenness. It was all in this, like, it was just building and building. So then, and she just says, she just goes in on Meredith. And Meredith's, Meredith's accents, Meredith's pronunciation is like nothing I have ever heard in my life and I you want to rewind it because you just can't believe the way she's she's speaking about herself so you know I mean I don't need to tell you she's going in on um Meredith and saying you're fake and everything's rented your life is rented um and then uh hang on let me just get a sip of my my corona I need I need a little bit in memory of Ashley Darby I have to have a little bit you know I have to Wet, wet the whistle um, because I'm getting I'm very emphatic about all of this. So, of course, then Meredith does her, you can leave. And then when she gets, <laughs> I wish Kate was here to discuss this. When she gets up, grabs that poor young man, that poor lovely waiter, that she needs to leave. She is uninvited. Like, her accent is like Lloyd Grossman. That's who it is. If you know this reference, I'm sure it's probably English people that are listening to this know Lloyd Grossman. He was this, I guess, restaurant critic. And then he had master... He hosted MasterChef in England when I was growing up, like, in the 90s. And then he had... And then he was on through the keyhole i'm going off on a tangent here but there was this whole show called through the keyhole where people had to guess which celebrity homes you you were touring and he'd give the tour on the game show and he'd always end it by saying and he lives in a house like this david it's over to you like he had the bizarro town accent and i realized it's meredith anyway that's, that's a little bit of a tangent um so when she starts grabbing, this waiter's like, yeah, I'll see what I can do. And then we get Heather laughing, wasted. And she goes, I'm five martinis in. And even I know that isn't security. Meredith is traipsing around saying, we need to get security. We need to get her out of this restaurant. And she's just sat there. And then what happens? And she eventually sits back down. Yes, yeah, she sits back down and then Angie kind of tries to have an apology to her and says, look, I'm sorry, it wasn't supposed to go that way. Even though she just said terrible things to her. Um, and then Meredith starts to, hysterically starts to cry. And she says, as she's getting up, I don't need to deal with this because there are children that are permanently disabled for the rest of their lives. I've, that's what I'm going to go and worry about. Gets up from the table. Lisa follows her immediately. She did the right work here. I know she's trying to repair her friendship with Meredith. So she goes out. Meredith is crying. Lisa is, you know, doing her best to just make sure she's okay and calm her down. And she goes, what's going on? And then we get the now infamous, you want to talk about the husband? The husband? I mean, her voice. And th- th- there was an English accent going on. There was a Lloyd Grossman accent. I, was it that she was just really wasted? I can't, I mean, she was, she, they'd all had a big drink in them. No one like Heather, but none of them really seemed drunk apart from Heather. They'd, oh, excuse me, they'd had the drink. Um, 
But I, I, I mean, Mary said, you know, she shouldn't have had that extra glass of wine. It was that combined with whatever's going on in her personal life. Because after the crying and they come back to the table, or they're all leaving, right? And they're in the Sprinter van where Real Housewives of Salt Lake City do their best work is in Sprinter vans. We've had FBI agents attempt to arrest a cast member in a Sprinter van in Salt Lake City. I mean, it's beautiful work. We've had physical fights. It's it's just great. And then on this ride, we get Meredith saying there's something going on and she keeps alluding to a child that's disabled or having some very serious health issues, it sounds like. So obviously we know it's not one of her children. They're all grown up. Um, is it, it must be, I'm sure, a, a friend or a family member but she does what someone pointed her out to do is that she just alludes to something and then says i'm not going to talk about it but this is why i'm really really upset and completely irrational so you can't you're trying to empathize but it's hard because she's she's not allowing you to know what you should be empathizing about um but just using it as a reason for her bad behavior that's kind of what whitney was saying Anyway, she's crying in the sprinter van. Heather has her head in her hands going, uh-oh. You, we all know that feeling. Unless there's people out there who have, have don't drink or have never had this feeling, God bless you. You've had the great time, the great time, the great time. Then you get the spins in the room. Then everything starts to slow down, right? And then and then the, 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 the reckoning comes. You realize the only way you're going to feel better is by vomiting and no one wants to do it and you know it's coming and you know it's not going to be once you know we all know that fear and it's happening to heather and she's going "Uh uh-oh uh-oh so she's a mess they get to the motel everyone kind of gets out um and they says heather okay and then mary's and then monica's like no she's really ill they'll go in anyway apart from whitney who stays in there but before that or before sorry before that of course we get the pornography thing Everyone kind of leaves, and in the sprint is Whitney, um, Heather with her head in her hands, Monica, and off camera is Mary Crosby. And Mary starts going, and it's all to do with you. Just goes in on Whitney Wild Rose. It's all to do with you. You tore my family down to the ground. You went to the dirt. You called us pornography. Put it, and Whitney, like all of us, is like, what? Not, not porn stars pornography and she's saying what she and mary's just going off on her and then whitney goes but porn i never said you did porn mary and she goes why are you bringing up porn and she goes because that's that's what you just said and she goes no 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 what was that word what's that word she called me heather heather is like full-on dying in this corner about to vomit her entire guts up and she just lifts her head slowly and goes predator and puts her head back down again <laughs> it was genius and she's predator that's it that's it she, and Whitney Lodge is like what anyway Mary eventually leaves Monica leaves and then we hear what we all are familiar with if you've been in the circumstance Heather just goes I'm scared <laughs> that fear of knowing you have to vomit you're gonna have to vomit multiple times. So they're in the sprinter, they close the door, it's just Whitney in there, and then you hear boom, 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 boom. You hear all the retching, the vomiting, then you hear boom, 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 boom. And it's Whitney like, get me out of here, get me out. And she's nearly throwing up because Heather's throwing up. Then we get this shot, and it is not substantiated. I don't know if she's actually peeing at the same time as she's vomiting in the sprinter van. 
She's vomiting into a bag or it's the vomit that's what, oh God, this made me really ill talk about it, that it's coming out of her mouth and it's dripping like urine is, I don't, (laughs) it just devolved very quickly. So she's vomiting and then the episode ends. And guys, it, it was award-winning television. It was award-winning television. That is how you do Housewives. That is a Housewives episode. Um, I will tell you that we see next week, um, they're going to be doing like drag makeup and Baby Gorgeous has a complete breakdown about it. I can't do it. I can't do it. And then we see Whitney getting in a massive fight with Meredith and Meredith is once again referencing this child. And she says, you're trying to weaponize a disabled child against me so unclear what all that is about it will all be revealed but i can tell you i cannot wait it is real house of salt lake city is just booming it's phenomenal work it is so good anyway that's all for real house of salt lake city i could go on for hours especially if kate was here we could discuss play by play but i just wanted to give my thoughts as they're probably true of everybody else's but um just brilliant all right so let's go on to oc all right let me have a little sip of this corona which it's just i've you know i'm just having one corona as i do the potty because you know we always like beverage corner kate and i like to talk to you about the beverages we're having to get through the podcast um but as i'm sipping it and, and and feeling all this alcohol and remembering how heather felt look it's not five martinis it's one corona but you know, alcohol is alcohol. You once you get that smell and you remember that vomiting feeling, yeesh. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. But it doesn't obviously stop me drinking it. Anyway, Real Housewives of AC. This, um... This episode, it was revealing, it was definitely funny, and it was always, it was also tricky to watch. And by the way, this is coming off, we're watching Shannon, obviously this was filmed probably a year ago, or maybe six, seven months ago, and we all know the latest with Shannon. So Shannon and her DUI, 
what's the latest that's come out from the trades give put respect on their name page six and daily mail (laughs) um is we saw obviously we've seen the video footage now of shannon driving and crashing into that wall my god it was so bad and we saw her and john jensen jansen johnson jingleheim schmidt um spotted together by the daily by the daily mail um (laughs) sorry the daily mail is just so awful it's so awful but it is usually the first boots on the ground before tmz before page six when it comes to reality stars and i don't know what i don't know what to do um we see shannon and jj walking into his house which apparently isn't a boat i still think he lives on a boat but anyway and she looks like she has her arm in a sling. And Jeff Lewis had said, who's friends with her, that she had injured herself. So then we see her coming out and she's flanked by JJ and another guy. And she's definitely got a bruise on her head. I mean, if you watch it, watch the video of her crashing. It was serious. And um, who bloody knows like what kind of trauma she's done to herself. And justice for Archie. Can we see Archie, please, for the love of God? Was Archie tied in? Did Archie have a seatbelt on? Um, I mean, that was a crash. Archie could have broken a bone as well. Oh my god, I can't even think about it. We need, we need to hear from, we need to hear from Archie. Um, so we're watching her now, and it is weird watching her. Um, anyway, we're back in Mexico. We open up with Tammy, Sue, Barney, Judge screaming, and Jen's gone off crying with Taylor, and Tamara's going over the same old shit. I don't want her to be with Ryan. And look, if she was a massive, massive friend of Jen's, you would understand why she was so, so upset and just wanting to protect her like she did with Vicky and Brooks. But the reality is Tamara's come out and said, we weren't that good of friends. I didn't bring her on the show. She was cast. So we know what Tamara's doing for the ratings. We get it, but just make it a little bit less obvious. We cut to Jen and she's on the on the phone with Ryan. And he's like, what's wrong? What's wrong, darling? And, you know, Taylor's there as well, comforting her. And she's crying. And put, I mean, it's really hard to watch, to watch Jen just say, if there's anything... You know, I need to know from you. I don't want to find out from someone else. You know, Tamara's saying you've been having sex with a woman for a year. I thought it was a one night stand. You need to tell me, Ryan. And oh, if you've ever been somebody that's been cheated on, you know, saying that is what you have to say because you do need to know. But also it's probably going to ruin your entire life. So it was it that was hard to watch. Um, anyway, they get back into they all kind of stop the car and get back into a sprinter van. Oh, these vans. And they're kind of splitting off. They're going to do good seat, good parasailing. That's Heather, Vicky, um, Taylor and Jen, I believe. And the other ones are going to go and see um, Turtles. So Emily starts bringing up Snuffleupagus. Snuffleupagus? Snuffleupagus. Sorry, I'm butchering that. Um, Comment again from Heather. And look, it's, it's just what you said at the beginning. Everyone hates Heather and everyone's out for Heather. We get it. But... This was just, this was like a lot to constantly watch. Um, so everyone's like, yeah, no, it's terrible. And da, 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 you know, then Gina is saying, everyone, you've got to remember, it's all about our upbringing. It's all about our upbringings. Her mother, you know, was very controlling. And then I'm so glad they cut back to that mother because I remember this scene when Heather was in New York with Gina and they met that mother and she looked like a 
nightmare. And they cut to footage of her and Heather. And I thought, she's her mother's daughter. They're both nightmares. Um, So they're kind of bitching about Heather. And then in the van that Heather's in, we get this, this isn't, this is by no means a funny story, but it's funny timing for Vicky. Vicky just blurts out, you know, she loves her Mexico and she has a place in um, Puerto Vallarta, which we know because she always goes to Andalays um, and loves it. So she said, tells this story about how outside of her condo there, a woman was parasailing and there was a storm coming in and the string broke. And then she, the way she explained it, she's like, and then she ended up in Puerto somewhere else on top of a building and they couldn't get her down. Now, <laughs> timing of this, questionable. But also, I don't mean to be tactless here, did the, wo- did the woman die? Like, is that what she was saying? She died? Because she didn't say, and then she died. They were saying they couldn't get her down? Meaning they couldn't get her body down? Or she landed there? I don't know. I don't know. But that was one of two troubling stories Vicky told this episode. We then get on to them getting on the boat and they're about to go parasailing. And Vicky tells a story about happy endings and how she has received them multiple times from masseuses. And, you know, it harkens back, obviously, to Denise Richards. Remember him in Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when she spoke about it. But Vicky, she, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this. She has absolutely 100% changed. Not 100%. I, okay, I believe she has grown somewhat. Go back to the days of her saying there is no way um, I can talk about private parts and you don't get, you know, you don't show your body. And this is, meanwhile, she was having multiple affairs and apparently getting happy endings from masseuses. But this was a story that blew me away. She was very much like, oh yeah, just just do it. Like this, you, you do this signal with your leg and then they know and then they do it. And, uh, you know, Bing, bang, bong. From Vicky, multiple times. Wow, that was something. That was something. So everyone's very shocked by that. They do the parasailing and Vicky is screaming for her. Like she's screaming and Heather's trying to calm her down saying, you know, I mean, to be fair, I don't blame her after knowing that story. She's parasailing and Heather's trying to calm her down by saying, think of go to insurance, your happy place. Think of legal pads. And of course, the editors start putting this in the background. And you then you see Linda. Linda, her office assistant. You know, that woman that just bosses Vicky around, who I love. We need to get her eyes on her more. But, she's, but she was like, you saw her floating around in the background. It was great. It was really great. Anyway, she's just screaming. And then we cut to the women that are going to swim uh, snorkel with turtles. And Shannon trying to get into that ocean. Her nerves are so shot like they you would think she was 20 years older than she is it's this uh, i can't it's a constant state of panic and it was just getting from sliding off the boat into the water and she's like i, I, I can't do this how can i get out how can i i can't do this ah, ah. it's just oh. and i'm thinking if that is your reaction to just sliding into water what the hell was she like the night of her dui and now, can you imagine her now, today, Thursday, September the 21st? Can you imagine her? She must be, I don't know. 
I don't know. It is just not a place I would ever want to be in. It's terrible. Um, so they go and do all of that and then they get ready for dinner. So they go down onto a beach and they go for a dinner. Um, and it wasn't really an eventful dinner. It was just them talking about the happy ending again. And it was great. Vicky was like, this was funny. Vicky was like, they were like, how much did it cost? Just like $40. How much did you tip them? A couple of hundred. <laughs> it was good. It was like, Vicky, all right. We're actually getting genuine comedy from you. Um, and then Je- then she just says, kind of out of nowhere, um, she just tells Jen, you know, you shouldn't have messed up your marriage. <laughs> then she mentions Don. She goes, I messed up my marriage for a moron, a.k.a. Don, and she messed it up for Brooks. And... I mean, we always love a flashback. I do wish they could have at least popped up Don's face and then Brooks's face and then across through it. Something like that would have been great. But, you know, the editors can only do so much. But just having her hark back to Don and Brooks is, is always a good time. Um, so they have this dinner and then I don't think anything really eventful happened in the dinner apart from that. And they're just going on about Jen again and Ryan and... <sighs> I'm sick of hearing about it. I think he's horrible. We all know he's horrible. We all know how it's going to end. But we've just got to stop, please. We need to talk about other things, which we do. So we then hear, we see them getting ready the next morning. Shannon hasn't brushed her teeth for five days. Now, I, I, I need to put this in perspective. Five days, this woman who has pots of money, um, who is in a luxurious resort where even in a regular hotel, you can, in a Hilton, you can just call down and they'll bring up a toothbrush. And this is very telling of Shannon. She says to the camera when she's talking about, she's like, yeah, I just, I, I just thought someone would bring me one. That kind of says it all. That really does say it all with Shannon. Um, and she said, I used a towel on my teeth. Five days, minimum 10, minimum 10 times she should have brushed her teeth in those days. And it was zero. I mean, it really, it really shocked me. It really, really shocked me. Um, imagine your breath and like how bad your teeth would feel. They'd feel like, oh, I don't, I don't really don't understand her. I don't get it. Don't. I don't understand. Um, so then there was that bit about the and Tamara calls down to get her a toothbrush and she's just like it's disgusting back in sprinter vans so they're going to be splitting up um they're doing they're going to see a shaman and they're going to go shopping shaman and shopping um we it was emily that brings up or somebody they would yeah they were talking about goals and emily was talking about always setting big goals for herself and achieving them i mean she's such a remarkable woman she's just done so much um and then it was Gina, I believe, that said, was one of your goals to get Heather to re-follow you on Instagram or follow you on Instagram? She's like, yeah. And then they get into this very stupid conversation about Heather not following um, anyone when she left the show, then coming back and following them again. And she just followed Emily. And Tamara just says, and then Emily joked, oh, and I've already blocked you. And then Tamara says, can we mute her? And, you know, I don't think Heather's a very pleasant person, but this is them all ganging up and she's feeling vulnerable. You can see she's feeling vulnerable and she's getting very, very upset. 
And it's just, it's really not pleasant to watch because most of us have experienced that, I'm sure, at one time where you just are feeling really shitty and people keep piling on and that's all they were doing. And Tammy Sue has has it out for her. Wow, she has it out for her. And I'm trying to really understand why. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I think Heather thinks it's because, you know, she's the top dog and Tamara wants to be that again coming into the show. I don't know, but Tammy's just being her, that little mean, mean Tammy Sue that she can be. And they kind of stop and Heather just goes, I'm going home. And they're like, ha ha ha. And she's like, no, I want out of this. And Vicky is the voice of reason and says, you know what? People are piling on her and that's just a really shitty place to be. And I'm just like, whoa, Vicky. And then we get a hot mic. We get a hot mic with Heather. And we hear her just saying, I want to go home. I think she's talking to producers or something. And she's like, I hate them all. I hate them all. All I did then, please tell me I wasn't the only one, was sent back to the HBO documentary with Robert Durst, where they get a hot mic moment of this man saying, I killed them all. I killed them all. It was the, to me, it was just like, woo, that's all I could think about. Um, so then we do this shaman and shop and Heather goes off on her own. She's with Taylor. She confides with Taylor. Shaman is Vicky, um, Jen, Shannon, and Tammy Sue. And then afterwards, you know, Tammy does this. She always does this. She gets a moment of being emotional and then she hugs Hugs Jen is like, please, please. I just want us to be friends. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And Jen says she's sorry. I mean, it's not going to last. Come on. We know. But that's what it is. Um, Heather confides in Taylor. And I thought it was nice. I think Taylor's lovely. And I do think Taylor's a nice woman. And I do think Taylor's probably a really good friend. So there's that. Then um, they all go to this very odd nest restaurant. It looked beautiful. But getting there was odd. So we see them... Um, Shannon having another full breakdown because she has to walk across this net, which is like, it's like the ropes course. Get a flashback to that, which was great. Um, and then, um, she's just a mess and doesn't realize they can walk around. So they walk around, get to the table, then they move tables because it's too hot. They said they're boiling. So they go to another table, they sit down, they're having this gorgeous food. And then we start on Jen and Ryan again. And... It was, you know, Emily's like, that's all I know about you. Let's move on. Hopefully we do. Vicky then says, once again, growth and change in Vicky. She goes, I'm like the guy I'm with. I could definitely marry him, but I'm I'm just, I'm not there right now. Neither is he. And Heather innocently says, you know, that's the first one I've kind of ever heard that you can't give 100%. And Tamara is pulling shit out for us of just, then says, well, Heather, Heather, hang on. That's what you said about Shannon and um jj and her not being 100 percent in then we get into this conversation that's so convoluted at this point of <sighs> emily being told by heather that heather was sat with shannon and shannon said terrible things about emily and gina at BravoCon, and emily says I thought she was saying Shannon. So she told Shannon. Shannon's upset. She's like, I was never with you at BravoCon, Heather. And Heather said, it was Tamra that said it. Not, not Shannon. 
So Emily kind of messed all up because Heather was like, Emily was saying this to me and I thought it was just all a complete lie. Now I realize, oh, she's talking about when I told her what Tamara said. Then Tamara flies in and she's saying, no, I was repeating back to you what you said to me at BravoCon about how she's with a bunch of losers. Heather said, I was referencing Noella and Jen from the past season. Then it just gets more screaming, them all piling on, and M and Gina trying to Gina's just trying to make it all about herself, which is really, really annoying. I just wrote my notes, shut up, Gina. Um, you know, she starts saying, oh, Heather, how could you do this to me? How could and Heather's saying to her, It wasn't you. I was not talking about you. I was talking about Noella. How could you do this to me? I'm supposed to be your friend. Oh. And Vicky shockingly stands up, walks away and goes to the bar. And she's very emotional and she's telling you know, when she's having an interview saying, I just cannot be around fights. I don't like being in them and I can't be around them. And then the editors put up like five or six shots of her screaming over the past seasons with just from family van through to my soul, sister, sister, soul, sister to Tamara. Um, It was brilliant work. It was great. But she's really upset at this bar. Heather's just getting it from everyone. Tamara's annoying. Gina's making it worse. And Heather just says to her face, it wasn't about you. And she just keeps going. Anyway, Heather eventually gets up, walks over to Vicky, where Vicky's crying at the bar. And she just, and she says, I'm done with the show and I'm out. And Vicky says, they are ganging up on you. I can't see it. I don't want to see it. And then Shannon comes over and Heather's like, I'm done. Then we go to cut to black. Then we see four hours later and we have the tres amigas at a bar dancing show you know um uh um what's the name oh my goodness who shannon is pulling up her skirt showing the spanks dancing on the bar and they're like i can't believe we're all here together there there and then jen heather and taylor just to buy a hot tub i think in one of their rooms and they're all chatting and having a glass of wine and it was the tres amigas just saying you know um uh, this is the first time we've done this ages we love each other we're back together blah 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 then plus oh isn't heather awful and then we have jen heather and taylor and they're just talking about this is just all ridiculous and it's that's kind of the end of the episode but what we do have we see in the next episode is heather saying i have proof i have proof that tamra was the one that said they're all losers I mean, I'm not really too invested in all of this because we all know that Heather probably definitely said that. And I'm sure, you know, Tammy Sue's a people pleaser and she probably said it too. So, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like whatever. But, um, I, you know, the whole thing with Heather, it's just, it's, it's just annoying seeing people just going on and on at her. It's just like, have a fight at one dinner and then don't talk to her or whatever. But this is just like nagging and nagging and nagging. It's like enough. So anyway, that was the end of OC and um, I should wrap this up. Otherwise I'll keep going because um, I could, I could. But guys, Bravo is is great and it's giving us with OC's good, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is off the charts. And I'm so looking forward to the ultimate girls trip coming up with Roni Legacy. Oh, I can't wait. That is going to be good because in um, page six today, Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone, uh, 
um, said, I was warned before I went on the trip about AM Dorinda and PM Dorinda. Woo! I am hope my, my, Kay and I should talk about our predictions for um, Girls Trip Legacy because one of mine and my hope is that Dorinda goes head to head with Kelly. That's what I would love to see because Kelly needs to be put in her place and you know Dorinda can cut you with her tongue. So I'm really hoping that that happens. Anyway, I will love you and leave you. This is Friday. It's coming out. Regular sketch. We do our Tuesdays 90 Day Fiance. We're going to have our first reunion um, or tell all, I guess they call it, tell all recap on Tuesday. Wednesday, we have our Wheel of Shame show. Um, and next Friday, this time next week, we are going to have a new Patreon episode for all of our subscribers and our Patreon members, as well as another Bravo episode. So I'm sure we're going to have a ton more to talk about with Shannon's DUI arrest. There's been no statement from her yet, but I do believe that's probably coming, um, as is the rehab, the entrance to rehab, I'm sure. Um, and to hear from Archie. He, Archie should do a one-on-one with Andy Cohen. That's really what we should get. Um, so yes, I'm going to go, you know, guys, as always, we always say at the bottom of the show that thank you so much for everyone that's listening to this. And thank you for all your DMs. We read them and we reply to everything on, um, our Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast, as well as all of the emails you send at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. We really appreciate it. It's just so great to hear from you. And I love the little community that we're, that we're growing and it makes me really, really happy. And we're just going to get bigger and it's, it's lovely. Another way you can always support us guys is, by joining up to our Patreon or subscriber episodes. It's really dead easy and it's a massive thing for Kate and I for you to support our show. Um, Wherever you're listening to this now, scroll down in the feed, you will see an episode with a padlock next to it. And if you press play on that, it will say this is for subscribers only. You can click on it. It's $5 a month. That's all it is, $5 a month. Think about what you spent $5 on today. It was probably... I don't know, hopefully something interesting. But I don't know if you will get as much out of what you spent $5 on today as you will from supporting Kate and I and the podcast and getting minimum of two extra episodes, exclusive episodes a week from us. Um, in that, we deep dive into uh, mysterious documentaries, paranormal, true crime. Next week, we're doing Amityville Horror, the true story of what happened in that Long Island house. I cannot wait. It's an amazing documentary. I'll post all the info on to our Instagram. But, you know, it really is just such a great way to support us. And every time we see a new Patreon or a new subscriber, it just warms our heart. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And if you've been on the fence about should I sign up? Should I not? This is your this is your sign to say yes, please, and thank you. Thank you. Love you all. We will be back and we will see you and talk to you on Tuesday. Bye-bye.